Hello and welcome back to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game news, retro gaming, and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. On today's episode, we'll start with our news roundup, offer up our review of Cuphead for the Microsoft Xbox One, and then we'll wrap up with The List, a new segment where we'll take our top five of a topic and discuss. Links to our music can be found in the episode description. Joining me on this episode of Ready Gamer One is Josh Cross, an old friend of mine from college and keeper of loot boxes. Josh, welcome to Ready Gamer One. Ah, I like that. Keeper of the loot boxes. That's that's amazing. Uh, hey, Ben. Happy happy to be here. Um, you know, uh, I never really know what to say during these things. I don't I don't know, I guess. I'll just I'll start by saying that, you know, we me and Ben we go back for a while. We've known each other since college. I remember we worked on some awful homemade video together for a film class. I think it was on slapstick or something, but it was man yeah. that uh, that's taking me back. Yeah, I remember it was uh, it was quite the hit with all five of us in that class. I think, <laughs> or how many there was? It was like four or five. I'm not sure. It was a very intimate group. Yeah, uh, and I guess you know for qualifications, I can go ahead and say you know I play video games. I don't know if there's really more of a qualification I need to be on this podcast. I wasn't aware of any other qualifications, but. Well, the only other one that we ask is that you have uh, at least had a Tamagotchi and you've gotten it from uh, infancy all the way to, uh, you know, adult life. Yeah, I had a nano pet. Does that count? Ooh, we actually, we frown upon nano pets. It's got to be Tamagotchi brand. Well, in that case, I'm out of here, so <laughs> oh, I'm man. sorry. Actually, I don't think I had a nano pet. I had, like, the dollar store ones that are just knockoffs. Like, uh, they didn't even work, you know, <laughs> like you turn. Yeah, a dollar pet. That's what I had. Anyway, happy to That's be awesome. here. I'm excited, so. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and get started with some news. Kick it off. All right, here we go. Uh, so first up, Super Mario Odyssey. You know, it's it's received some amazing, crazy reviews. Uh, Edge Magazine provided the game with a perfect store, score and noted praise to the venomous the game's new ideas and risks taken to deviate from what we've known to love in a Mario game. Uh, I mean... I guess, you know, when we talk about it, it really is kind of, you know, it's like Breath of the Wild, but only in a Mario world where we're seeing that the deviation from that linear gameplay we're kind of known from from Mario. Yeah. I, uh, I think most of the reviews have it from a 95 to 99%. I think I thought on Metacritic it was like a 97 or 98, I thought, when I looked at it recently, which is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I had it in my hands in E3, I mean, I, I, I liked it then. I mean, there was a couple things I wasn't sold on yet, but I mean, having it in my hands, uh, taking it, traveling with me as well, it's a wonderful game. It is probably one of the best Mario games of all time. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I agree with you on that. I, I, I can remember watching videos, you know, like, I feel like we've been seeing videos from my preview videos for at least like almost two years, it seems like. When they were talking about like when the switch was first announced i remember seeing preview videos for it and i was yeah. just like this this is going to be amazing i knew it was going to be amazing and i mean it's really 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 good already yeah I'm they not... uh, they they really took good care of their characters and the development i mean and you're right this is like the natural progression for mario this is uh this is a new version of mario that like what they did with link in uh, uh the legend of zelda for breath of right the Wild. it's just it's taken what we've liked about the series and then made it better yeah, and it's it's interesting to see Nintendo kind of doing this because I feel like, I mean, it's that old cliche. Nintendo is really stuck in the past; they don't want to look to the future. But I feel like they've kind of shed that with these two newer games, with you know Mario and Breath of the Wild that's come out. It's it's very much I think a step forward for them in terms of gameplay. 
and just non-linear play. Yeah, I would agree with that. However, I do think that there are some gamers out there that are a little disappointed with the way that they're going because L.A. Noir is coming to the Nintendo Switch. This is the first time a Rockstar game has been on a Nintendo console since GTA Chinatown Wars. And that was back, I think that was on the 3D... No, that was on uh, Game Boy yes. Advance, I think. <laughs> That's... Yes. It's a long time ago. That was back in 2009. Yeah. Uh, the Switch version of L.A. Noir includes all of the original cases from the base game, the DLC cases, as well as some new collectibles and new suits that will give Phelps unique abilities. Uh, okay. <laughs> that That's great. Yay. Uh, yeah, right? Game Informer has reported that while the 1080p resolution for the game when it's docked looks beautiful, the Switch still does have some issues keeping up uh, during the graphical demands of chase scenes, which that makes sense. I mean, uh, for those of you who have played L.A. Noir before, uh, even on Xbox 360, it was a little bit of a glitchy game. It was. So, you know, to, to see that transition a little bit, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, it's the Switch. It doesn't have that powerful of a processor. I'm... I'm conflicted on whether or not I want to buy this. Uh, I mean, I had it. I had it on 360. I didn't finish it then. I have the complete version on PC, which I've never touched. Uh, I mean, I, I like the game. I just, I just couldn't really bring myself to finish it or get more into it. Uh, I, I do think that the portable, you know, the handheld for it, you know, to be able to take it where you're going, I feel like that's a very good setting for this game. Just because when I did play it, I, I wanted to play it in smaller sessions, and I think the Switch in that sense is a good place for it. Um, yeah, and, and they also added some new features in for the Switch specifically. Um, you know, if you actually have it undocked and you're scanning even your own room, like it'll start vibrating where like where a clue is at in the scene. Uh, there's pinch to zoom on the screen, so you can actually zoom in on things, and that will help you find new clues and different things to uh, uh, further progress a little bit different of the storylines too. So that's kind of neat. They've uh, they've taken the base game and added a little bit more to it with this uh, uh, touch sensibility it's kind of neat yeah i i, I mean that's i kind of want it but i don't know that i want to pay 60 dollars for it i mean the only thing though that i guess the best thing about this in my opinion is that we have rs back we got rockstars back with nintendo i mean so i feel like i feel like we're gonna see a gta 5 announcement soon and oh god let it be true red dead redemption on switch can you imagine oh that'd be amazing that'd be amazing i don't see that happening but i would love it so much <laughs> well i mean we can hope, right? I don't know. L.A. Noir does release to the Switch as well as the uh, PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X on November 14th. So uh, that was actually two days ago based on our... Review. All right. Well, so <laughs> we're from the future that tell you it already came out or... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Rhyme. So Rhyme's, uh it's already been out for a while on Xbox and PS4, uh, but you know it's finally come out to the Switch. And from what we know and from what the reviews are, it's pretty crappy. Uh, it's got some really bad glitch issues. I've I read that it had terrible frame rates. Just performance issues are just absolutely horrible. Um, you know, some reviews out, specifically Alex from Nintendo Life said the game runs like absolute bums on the That's Switch. That's my favorite quote on on any review. Absolute uh, bums. So good. Absolute bums. And he's got that cute little British. Well, not cute little, but you know, little British accent. Like, yeah, the British. All right. Bums. Absolute bombs. I'm a Nintendo Switch. That's horrible British accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, looking at this game, it just seems like lazy development to me. I mean, we can get games like Doom to run on Switch, you know, for the most yeah. part, pretty flawlessly, but then you can't get, you know, an indie game like Rhyme to run on it. 
I just I don't understand that. And then the charge the full forty dollars for the gamers it kind of feels like a slap in the face to me. Yeah. So this game is actually on its way to me. Apparently, uh, I forgot I pre-ordered it. Uh, it was on a special <laughs> deal. Um, but so I only paid twenty bucks for it though. So oh, okay. Well, that much I know is true. Because I was looking at, it, I was like, man. What the heck is Amazon trying to deliver to me now? And I'm like, Rhyme, when the heck did I order this? So I, I called one of my friends that um, was talking to me to the ga- about buying the game. I'm like, dude, was I drunk when I bought this? Or, or yes, did you like, tell me to do this? He's like, well, you, you remember the time be. you bought that Jeff Goldblum shower curtain? I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> but that was a good purchase. That's that's I, the only I difference. Am, that was a great purchase. Yeah. So apparently Rhyme was added as my like bonus package. They're like it's like you know Amazon suggests when you you order this maybe you'll like this yeah rhyme exactly. so so now when people go to buy rhyme if they get Jeff Goldblum shower curtains or shoes or anything you know other accessories then you know you guys are welcome that's perfect really when you think of it like that <laughs> oh, what a lovely news update uh, all right so yeah we heard from rhyme which we hear is not a great game. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Cuphead? What's the nasty truth about that? Dude, Cuphead is one of the most infuriating games I've ever played in my life. But it's amazing. It is, um, have, you, have you looked much into Cuphead? Okay, so I actually, uh, I have it and I've played it on PC. I haven't played it on Xbox. I have it for Steam. Oh, nice. Okay, so maybe we might be able to see some differences when we're talking about it. I mean, you, because you, are you playing with keyboard and mouse or are you playing with a controller? I am playing with a controller, so I'm playing with the Xbox One controller just because it piece, I mean, a keyboard seemed like that would be pretty difficult, in my opinion, to play. It definitely seems like it's for a controller. But... So, so my fair question to ask here is, how damaged is your controller? Have you thrown <laughs> it against anything yet, or have you at least felt the urge to do so? Uh, I haven't I haven't broken anything yet. Uh, I mean, my wife's looked over me a few times as I'm sworn out loud, you know, dying repeatedly to bosses, wondering what I'm playing. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, I have thoroughly enjoyed this game. I think it, it's it's great. It's clever. Um, what I really, really love about it, though, it, you know, just the bottom line about it is that this is a $20 game. And it's yes. that's it. There's no DLC. There's nothing. You know, this isn't EA games coming after us in our, our credit cards and our balls. I mean, right. You know, this is 20 bucks, and it's an amazing game. It looks like it, like... The, the way that it plays, the graphics, the way that they did it, it just legit looks like it's like a, a lost Disney cartoon from like the 40s. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's amazing looking. I mean, I how long was this? This seems like it was in development forever. I can't remember how many years they, they spent on this game. But I mean, yeah. you can tell that it took forever, just the visuals. And I'll, I'll be playing it. And, you know, I showed it to a friend. And my friend was like, this is awesome. Like, he went out and bought it just because he... He played it for, you know, five minutes and watched me play it. My wife seen me play it, and she's just, like, she even commented, like, on how cool it looks. Just, just the graphics and the visuals of it are so unique and so different. It's just a, I mean, it's a great-looking game. So when you had your friend, when you showed it to your friend, did you play two-player mode? We did not. I wanted to, but uh, I just didn't have it enough control. It gets more chaotic, just so you know. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my buddy Levi was in town, and we decided, like, I think, like, three of the nights that he was here... We played Cuphead, and I mean, we couldn't help but just like get mad and start laughing about how like ticked off we were getting at this game. Um, I, I can't wait to get my nephew over here to play it to see if he like can figure out anything else. But I, my problem was I got so distracted uh, when I was playing with Levi because I'm like, man, look at all this background. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's so much going like, on. 
at times. But yeah, I mean, overall, this is a 9 out of 10 game for me. Um, the, the the only reason it's not a 10 out of 10 is because the difficulty, uh, it's, it's almost insulting because you have two difficulty modes on the levels. You have normal or you have hard, and it's really, it's hard or you're going to die. Those are really the two levels. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I thought, I think it's an amazing game. Uh, I'm on the last zone. I think I've got about three bosses left. Nice. Uh yeah, I, it's it's definitely hard. I don't know that it's. I don't know. I guess I guess the game with it is hard, and I'm not saying it's like not hard, but it's it's fair in the sense that I feel like I don't feel completely gypped when I'm killed. I I feel like I can see myself getting better as I play it, and I'm learning the you know movements of the bosses and kind of learning the pattern. So I, I agree, it's hard, but I you know it takes practice, and I, the more you practice, I feel like the dip's gonna get better. But I guess you could say that about anything. So I don't know that. That's good comment i don't know it's a good game <laughs> no but it's true the other thing i did like about it with the two-player mode is that it hasn't really been since like the n64 days when you were able to actually sit in the same room with somebody and play a game yes and this game kind of brings that back so that uh, along with the 40s disney nostalgia look of the game the fact that you're able to sit there with your buddy and and, and play this game it, it, it's it's amazing it's a great game Yes, I agree. Yeah, it really gives you that old school platforming feeling that I feel like a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it feels like Contra or or, or like kind of like a Metroidvania game. It, it, yes, it's just, it's very beautiful. much. Yeah, I'm a fan. Good game. Good game. Uh, all right, so you want to move on to our the list, and I'm doing air quotes right now the, as I'm the saying the list. Yeah, no, that's the list. That's, you gotta you gotta hype it up. It's like now it's time for the list. Ooh, I like that. It's a sexy voice. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is a new segment that we're introducing to Ready Gamer 1 this season. Uh, what we're going to do is, uh, before every episode, um, before we record, what I've decided to do is task all of my co-hosts to come up with a top five list. And that list could be best or worst of. And since uh, Super Mario Odyssey was part of the main topic of this week, we wanted to talk about uh, the worst Super Mario Brothers levels of all time. Now, this does not include anything that anybody has made in super mario maker that's that's yes that's doesn't even count that's just that's insane those are people original nintendo created levels those people are just math you know sadists they love uh harming oh my gosh yeah those people are on on like a fet life man they're like oh yes yeah exactly (laughs) disturbing okay so my number five was, I'm, I'm assuming this is probably one you will have on your list because this is a horrible, terrible, awful level from Mario mm-hmm. 64. It's Wing Mario over the rainbow. And <laughs> I'm assuming yep. it's on your list. Yes. I, it's I, not I just, number five for me, but it's on there. I, it's probably higher for most people, <laughs> I'm assuming. But I feel like this is a level everybody hates. It's stupid. Uh, I mean, I, I love the wing cap. It's an awesome level. I mean, it's an awesome item in Mario 64. But this level is just stupid. It's annoying. It's first off, the camera at times gets in the way. You can't you can't tell where the clouds start and where they end. You can fly over the clouds and you can just get killed by anything basically, just accidentally, not even trying. Not my number five. Yeah, that's that's on my list. It's not number five though. My number five is actually I I, I combined three levels because of the of the same reason. It's all of the world four levels. From Super Mario Brothers 2, and it's because of the ice. 
Yeah. It's impossible to control them. It's like those levels drove me nuts as a kid. And even playing it on my NES Classic still drives me nuts. I hate those nice levels. You just, it's like so easy to slip around and the control, like, I mean, the whole reason you play Mario games are awesome controls. And then something like yeah. ice just destroys that and your ability to do, you know, make correct plays and movement. Yeah. Terrible. Ice levels in the Mario franchise are the same as water temple levels to the Legend of Zelda franchise. I would agree. It's okay. ridiculous. So my number four, and I kind of cheated here. I went with a uh, from Super Mario RPG, so not necessarily platforming, but uh, Gulex. It's a Mario game. It is a Mario game. You didn't specify. It's not my fault. Gulex uh, is a secret battle. Obviously, I don't know. Have you played Mario RPG? I have played it. It has been such a long time. Actually, uh, so on my SNES Classic, I have started replaying that. Like I, okay. I, I beat the first level in Star Fox. Unlocked Star Fox Two. Haven't even attempted Star Fox Two yet because I was like, oh, Super Mario RPG. Let's play that game again. Yeah, Mario RPG is one of my favorite games, but specifically, so you have to do all these weird, I don't even remember what you have to do anymore, but you have to do all these weird uh, side questy things, basically to get to the point where you can fight the super ultimate, like, endgame boss, Kulex, and he's basically ripped out of, like, straight out of Final Fantasy, and he's, he's just really hard, really overpowered, and he's just really difficult. My my number four, uh, similar to yours, is actually, um, it, it, you might feel like cheating, but mine is actually Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy from Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And similarly to the ice level, uh, it's just because um, once you got like bombarded with all those fuzzies and got dizzy, it just made the game, that level, so hard. And there's like one part of, towards the end of the level where it's just like, oh my god, are you serious? How am I supposed to beat this without like touching one of these? Yeah, I remember that level. I, I... That's that's one of my favorite games too. Um, that's like a good one. Very underrated Yoshi's Island. Uh, and I remember those stupid things. I always thought when I was a kid, when I played, they looked like, like little cotton balls. I feel like you got. It's like they're you're getting drunk when you grab one. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> what were they teaching us? At I such a young age. Good. Yeah, Nintendo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, my number three is from Mario sixty four. My second Mario sixty four level here, and this. I I found TikTok Clock to be one of the hardest hardest levels in Mario 64, and I know it's not actually most people probably have issues with it. I just remember that there's a lot of hard platforming jumps in that level, and specifically when you're on the gears, I found that part to be very difficult. Uh, and I remember those parts too where you're in like this cage thing. I can't even describe it, but it's almost like there's like these gate things around you because you have to drop down into it. And I can remember just getting crazy mad about the stupid camera angles there because you can't get it just right to where you can't see Mario and you're blocked by the stupid gates and you're trying to move around and you just can't even see what you're doing. Just very irritating. Very maddening. That would probably be, I think, it, for for any reason that anyone would ever have like a worse Mario level in a, a Mario 64 game, it's probably due to the camera angling for that level in particular. So yeah. that being said, my number three uh, is... Uh, Wing Mario over the rainbow yes. from Mario 64. And it's because uh, the, the cloud confusion and the con- the camera control, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just horrible. I, don't, I, it's, I mean, it seemed like a great idea for a level. Just, I don't know why. Just terrible. Yeah, and it was a cool power-up. But it just, for the 64, it was like, well, they didn't do it right, I don't think. My number two from Super Mario Bros. 3 uh, is World 8 Airship. 
Oh, now, yeah. now, if you remember World 8, basically, you're in hell. I don't know why you're in hell, but you're chasing Bowser, apparently, and he's leading you to the, you know, Lake of Fire, basically, at this point when you're in World 8, the overworld. Everything's on fire. There's skulls on the map. You know, it's a great kid's game. Uh, but this this is easily the hardest airship just because the whole thing, you know, they got those stupid little mole guys. They come out. They throw wrenches at you. There's constant bullet bills, you know, coming at you. And, you know, the whole time there's no checkpoints, if I remember right, either. So it's a very difficult level to navigate yeah. and move. Yeah, that was one of those ones where you uh, you, would, you would use the P-Wing. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go through it. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, that, that was a hard one. My number two is actually uh, another World 8 level, but it's from Super Mario Brothers, the original. It's World 8-3. Uh, for a similar reason, it, it, you know, and that is tradition with the Mario games is that, you know, the last few levels are like just chaos, utter chaos. And that's why eight, three, eight, three has always been a hard one. There's, there's such huge gaps for Mario to jump. There's bullet bills flying all over the way. Hammer bros just everywhere. It's just, it's, in, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That level, those levels are just, they're crazy. They're really terrible. Yeah. Not a fan. I wish I had more to add. I don't. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your number one? What is the what is Josh's number one worst Super Mario Brothers level of all time? Okay, so when I played this level, I can remember as a child playing this level and thinking, "There's no way people, somebody can beat this." I just didn't think it was possible to be beaten. Uh, I mean, it's obviously way back when, before the internet, and we had to use you know players' guides to get through a level. And this is from Super Mario World. This is tubular. Oh, I now, was hoping one of us would call. This is that's an honorable mention for me. Yes. So you had to get through. You know, I don't remember how you get. You had to go beat all the Star Road, and after you beat Star Road, you get to go to the you know the super super secret zone or whatever it's called. Yep. And where like everything was awesome, tubular and yeah, gnarly, groovy. Yeah. And I remember tubular just because, in my opinion, it was the worst of the of the super secret levels or whatever they're called yeah. because. First off, you, it's just a bunch of tubes. You're flying through the air, yet they either get the stupid thing that makes you fat and float through the air, or, and then there's piranha plants coming out of all the tubes. There's bullet bills being shot at you. Um, I mean, there's, it's just crazy. There's so much stuff going on that level. You know, there's no checkpoints throughout that level as well. It's just, it's madness. And I didn't, as a kid, I don't know how anybody ever beat it. I didn't, I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, that uh, that that's a good one to list. That is a very hard level. Actually, all of the ones in the super secret zone are actually very challenging. But that one in particular, because you have to, uh, you inhale that pee balloon or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know that that's crucial to surviving that level. But there's so much stuff coming in, so like dodging everything around it, it's it's impossible. Yeah, it's crazy. So my number one, my number one all time hated Super Mario Brothers level is from Mario sixty four. And it's to the point, because I know everybody really, really loves the music for this level. I hate Dire Dire Docks so, so much. <laughs> I think that is the worst level of all time. I think the camera angles, the swimming, trying to catch like air bubbles underwater, it, the, the mechanics in that sucked. And, and, and for the same reason, uh, you know, the Banjo-Kazooie underwater levels didn't work very well in 64. It's the controlling when you're in water. They tried to make it too fluid. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I like that 
Oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like. I, I would take the ice level in, in uh, Mario 64 over that water level. In <laughs> that's the only time, like what I said earlier, is like that's the exception to the rule is dire, dire docks. Yeah, I don't know why. That was just so, uh, it's so very just um, peaceful to me. That I love the music in that level, so. And that's the intent. Like the music's supposed to be relaxing. And like I can remember as a kid calling into the tip line, like that was the hold music. And I'm like, you bastard, you know that's the level I'm calling about and you're just tormenting me further. That's perfect. It's like they knew you're already mad. It's just making you more enraged as you're waiting and listening. And you hear this amazing, peaceful music and you're thinking of Mario drowning in the water, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would be ever missing from that level in particular is that uh, anxiety-inducing sound from Sonic when Sonic is drowning. That should yes. be incorporated. Yes, that would be horrible. I mean, that that just would have sealed the deal and I would have probably been a much harder nervous wreck in my life than I am now. At that point, you just wanted to drown yourself. Yeah, be like you know what, like, this this level's over. <laughs> yeah. When you take rip the game out of the cartridge and just you know put in yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd reach for uh, Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time at that, that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that was a good list. I, I I liked yours. That was there. There were some seller hits there, man. I like that. I was a fan of yours too, even though. I just don't do. I don't agree with Dire Dire Docs. I just I know. I'm sorry. But... That's 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 why we do these lists, and that's you know everyone's got a different opinion. I mean, uh, it's 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 fun to learn about people. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this uh, first episode back of Ready Gamer One. We want to thank our listeners for joining us. Be sure to leave us some love, likes, and comments. Let us know how we're doing, what we can do to improve. We always like feedback. Be sure to come back next week as we'll have our review of Super Mario Odyssey, as well as planning on discussing Fall TV, which is kind of late now, but there's some good shows out there in nerd culture that are really kicking it, like The Gifted, The Orville. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) I've only, you know, watched season two like three times already, so that's fine. That's it? (laughs) Yeah, right? I'm like, I'm probably like in the minority of, you have not watched it six times, you're not cool enough. Yeah, that's right. 11, right? 11 times. Yeah, 11 11 times. Be sure to check out our source for video game news from our friend Rob at GameLust, www.gamelust.com. Keep up with all the fun Nintendo memes on the Hyrule Herald and uh, Nintendo Holics. Still doing work for them. So what up, Nintendo Holics? Special shout out for you guys. Until next time, I'm Ben Cornett, along with my co-host Josh Cross, and this has been Ready Gamer 1. Take care of each other out there. You can say something. Oh, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>